0: Welcome to the Weather of the Mind, episode 00013. That's right, Lucky 13. I'm happy. I am psyched to be with you. Wishing you well, and we have got a top-tier episode for you today. This is the wisdom of Scranton Bob. Bob Nape owner sole proprietor of solar is hot you have two kinds of solar you have solar panels which produce electricity and you see sometimes on some roofs some of these long tubes and these produce solar hot water so he is so bob is a solar hot water guy and he He is an old acquaintance of mine and someone who I think has got a lot of good wisdom. So we sat down a few weeks ago and had a great chat, and I bring you the highlights. Before we jump into that, one more note. I have a request for you. If you think you know someone, have some friends or family who would appreciate the message, the intention, the effort of this show... Do me the favor, go to weatherofthemind.org and under the little player there's a button that says share. Click on that share button, it gives you all these different ways to share over you know, all the usual social media outlets. So weatherofthemind.org and you also can find all our archived podcasts on there, a few comments people have left. And uh, you have an opportunity to contact me through that page. Just want to give you a heads up if you're not getting this podcast from there. Also, if you're on iTunes or Spotify or any other place that people are sharing podcasts, if you could share this with people who, uh, who might appreciate it, who might resonate with what we're trying to do here. That is a message from my marketing team. The marketing team is putting some pressure on me. we got to get this established in the next few weeks, next few months. So a lot of good things to come. Um, So here we go. The uh, wisdom of Scranton Bob. with my buddy Bob uh, originally from Scranton a lot of years in Philly and now a lot of years up in Ithaca Bob is an amazing guy because Bob is one of the most devoted lifelong athletes that I've ever met this guy is ageless he will beat me in tennis although I'm coming for him and he plays basketball we he's we sing together Bob is an awesome community guy. He's just one of these guys you see him around town once a week, give you a big wave and a smile, and it's just, uh, you know, if the world was full of Bobs, we'd be in good shape. So Bob, welcome to the uh, welcome to the show. How are Thanks, you doing, today? Doug?
1: Thank you, Doug. Thanks. Hope I can live up to that. Uh, hope I can live up to that introduction. <laughs> I'm your hype man. Yeah. So you asked me, what's emotional health? I don't know. Let me think about that. Uh, um, what I guess the textbook answer would be. Uh, a feeling of well-being, a sense of well-being. A, you know, I, I think that people are happiest when they are doing something, when they feel, uh, and I don't mean this sports-wise, yeah. but when they feel like they're part of a group mm-hmm. that's working towards a common goal. I think that, and I, but I think the unfortunate thing is that there's so few times when we feel that because we're in a we're we're in a society, you know, a capitalistic yeah. economic model that gives us very few opportunities to really feel that we're part of a group. And I think that's why sports is great. Yeah. Because we when we're on a team, you know, even even though it's just the goal is just to beat the other team, yeah. we we but, but when you have a higher cause, like I think uh, you see people get together for a volunteer cleanup yeah. on a on a Saturday morning or something like that and and uh, we we used to have these in Philadelphia. And, you know, 15 or 20 people would get together and we would clean the site, you know, do everything. And I think there's something that makes people feel good about being a part of a group that's working towards a common goal. I think it's hard to have emotional health when, when you feel isolated and you feel alone. You feel like you're, you know, I don't know, so many people have such economic struggles and everything, but... So I don't know. I, I, you know it, I think it's all something we're all struggling for. I don't think anybody's got the lock on it. You know? so.
0: Do you, I feel like a big part of your spiritual practice or your emotional health practice is playing the sports almost every day. And you've done this your whole life. Um, do you do you feel like this has kind of kept you oh, kept you calm? Absolutely, kept you safe?
1: no, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a it's, it's it's physically proven. I mean, when we're playing sports, when we're sweating and releasing toxins and getting that blood flow going, yeah. and our our body and our mind are in synchronization. And oh yeah, it's definitely it's definitely really. I, I feel very very lucky. I feel lucky that at sixty seven years old, I'm I'm looking forward to Monday night's basketball game. You know, I, I feel very, very lucky. But yeah, it's absolutely. And, and you know, people, people have this idea that they have to, uh, if they start jogging, that they, that they need to go out and run three miles or five mm-hmm. miles or something like that. People, if more people would just go out and run around the block, mm-hmm. five minutes. You know, just get just that pulse up. just get that pulse up. Yeah. You don't have to run five miles or three miles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Run, you know, run around the block. Run. Run down to the corner store, you yeah, know, instead yeah. of instead of walking. You only have to run fast. Just pick up your pulse a little bit, you know. It's, uh, yeah. I think everybody could benefit.
0: We've been uh, we do some singing together. We've been in some group singing settings together recently, and that's been really fun. How does uh, how does this how do you feel after singing for an hour or two versus playing sports for an hour or two? Is there some similarities in the way it affects your body or mind?
1: That's a good question. Um, I think I think nothing will totally replace sports yeah. in my mind for the for the sense of uh, just ease of you know just when, when you know when we play sports it's you're you're sweating and you're you that that sense of fatigue with with all of the you know there's I, I don't think in, for me singing could ever Give me the type of relaxation afterwards mm. that, that sports does, but but yeah, it's uh, you know. On, on the other hand, maybe I don't. Know. Maybe I haven't gone deep enough into the yeah. whole singing thing yet. Maybe maybe that's a maybe that's a question we're going to have to find the answer out. But you know, back to what we were saying, you know, basketball and singing. You know, I mean, it's it's physically shown to that singing, and especially group singing. You know, your brain releases yeah. the endorphins. You have a chemical release from your brain into your body that makes you feel good. And it's uh, I don't know if I don't know if you get it uh, individually if you're singing by yourself, but you probably get some of it. You get you know? something. Well, often when I'm singing by myself, I'm
0: still singing with. So I'm still like trying to practice by matching uh, right. professional singers. You know, right. And right. so I'm still. This is like a body mindfulness that comes from it, you know, and just like I'm just learning how to sing now. And I'm, I'm taking my saxophone, what I know from playing the saxophone, and transferring it. So I'm really just thinking of my body as an instrument and just being really aware of what's going on. So, in that sense, it's, it's nice to get out of our heads and more into our bodies. I realized when I was singing yesterday for like, you know, an hour or two, my, my mind was in a completely different place. So, sports is like it's a, things that are immersive and social i mean we're on something there if you yeah. immerse yourself in your social i mean that's why people are often looking for escapes through drugs and alcohol and tvs and shopping because they're we get tired of our own isolation. we mm-hmm. want to get, we want to we want to get escape but there are healthy escapes right yeah. so sports and music are, are some healthy escapes
1: well we're lucky um our, our basketball group um it's like a fraternity. We're, yeah. It's an older crowd. We have a guy playing who's 75 years old. Here's a shout-out to Jeff Furman, if by chance mm-hmm. you're, you're hearing. Jeff, Jeff is 75 years old, still running up and down the basketball awesome. court. We had two guys who had to leave just in the past year because of their hips were bothering yeah. them, and they were both in their late 60s. We have, in our group, we have lots of guys, a couple guys in their 60s, including me, and a whole bunch of guys in their 50s. And, and it's a, we don't play. It's a pickup game. But it's yeah. a it's a it's a closed pickup game. You know, we have like twenty guys on our list. Yeah. Any ten might might show up on a given night, and uh, so yeah, we we do. I I do think of it as a fraternity. I, I when I walk in there and you know say hello to this person or that person, or if there's somebody who's been missing for two weeks and you wonder, geez, what's what's up with them? Did yeah. they get hurt? You know, and so yeah, it is. And then we have a party at the end of the year where we all go bowling together. Oh, nice and. and uh, yeah, so it, it, it is, it's a, it's a social group and we all, we all care about each other. So yeah, I feel like it's Blue skies, smiling. Tell us about the place you grew up. <laughs> well, Doug, like we were talking earlier, I, yeah, I grew up in Scranton, Pennsylvania and Scranton was the anthracite capital of the, the world anthracite, or, anthracite I mean, anthracite, coal? yeah, hard coal, yeah. hard coal, black. You know, and uh, Scranton's a Scranton's a very, very dense place. I mean, it's it's you know it's located an, uh, above the you know the hardest, densest materials in the world. And there's really there's really an interesting energy. You know, like growing up there, you know, it, you know, just feels every day felt like you know, just like every day. And then you come from a place like Ithaca where the energy is all this water, you know, water rushing down mm. from the mountainside through the, through yeah. the town, through the town in like five different directions. And yeah. we got this, you know, this lake right at the other side of the town, 38 miles long and two miles wide. And all this, all this rushing water. water and, it, yeah. and it creates a, it creates an energy. And, uh, and, and then Scranton is just, you know, just, Dense, you know, you're you're on top of the the, the hardest coal deposits in the world, wow. except for this place that's very similar in China. Wow. And uh, so, you know, and then the mining, and uh, you know, there's no active mining done in Scranton right now. It's it's all it's been depleted, but there's still all the underground empty spaces, and every so often, especially when I was a kid a big, a house would collapse. Oh, my God. I mean, God. you know, you'd read, you'd read and, you know, you'd get up and, you know, a so-and-so street was closed because now there was a big mine cave-in and, and where there was a street yesterday, there's a 40-foot hole today. So, and, you know, eventually, you know, the Corps of Engineers, Army Corps of Engineers and everybody, you know, they all these things got shored up and reinforced and filled and everything, and so now it's very rare to hear about a mine cave-in, but... Um, And then there's the legacy of coal mining, where, you know, like Scranton was, you know, the... the it was said there was a, a bar in every corner, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and plus it was a very ethnic. Like you, you, you had distinct German neighborhoods, and Italian neighborhoods, and Irish neighborhoods, yep. and you had you had Saint Ebaldo's Church over here, yeah. but you had you know the the German Church over here, and the Greek Church, and it was very distinct. and uh, and, and and a lot of those lines still exist, but they're not as uh, they're not as defined as they used to be. You know, mm. Italian, Mary, Irish, and you know, yeah, all gets yeah. mixed in, you know. But then there's the uh, the sports and alcohol legacy. You know, this mm-hmm. is what I was telling you that uh, you know the athletic teams. There's still that deeply, deeply embedded culture of alcohol because that's how they coped. You know, they came out of they went in the mines when it was dark and they yeah. came out when it was dark and in between it was it was dusty and dirty and they were lucky if they came out. You know, so yeah, uh, sports teams that I played on. I mean you know, everybody, it was just sports was just, you know, your prelude to, to drinking and drinking a lot and just, you know, there's a bar in every corner and, and it's just that, that legacy the you know, old habits, you know even as a culture, don't, mm-hmm. don't die quickly, you know it's changing now, now the, there's the industry now is healthcare and education and things and it's, it's changed, but uh, you know, but it was an interesting place to live Still, you know, my my family is still there, so I I care yeah. a lot. You know?
0: And and you had a, a a number of years in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, I was in Philadelphia for twenty years, which I never intended. I followed. I was uh, had a girlfriend at the time and uh, followed her down, and um, never thought that I would wind up spending twenty years there. Uh, we were together for only a few more years after we went down. And but Philadelphia was a lot of fun. Um, just it was it was my first time living in a big city, yeah. and just the things that a big city can open up to you. And we were close to the Jersey Shore, and, you know, spent a lot of weekends down at the ocean, learning how to sail. Yeah, it's a great, just, it it's a opened. Great city. Yeah, Philadelphia opened up a lot of things to me. Blue sky.
0: How would you define wisdom? Hmm.
1: How would I define wisdom? Hmm. You have to give me a few seconds think It's think right. um, The dead space builds suspense. Yeah, right. Um, Israel, we can come back to it. Learning from experience. Learning from experience. Learn, you know, from yours and from others. And uh, being able to forgive, being able to realize, I think, I think the realizing that we're all imperfect, allowing, allowing our imperfections, allowing others their imperfections and allowing ourselves our imperfections, I think is one stepping stone towards wisdom. Uh, and at the same time, so it allows you to forgive others. Uh, and allows you to you know be able to i mean i i don't when i when I talk about like recognizing our own imperfections, that doesn't mean don't try as hard or anything or don't seek to be as good as you can or you know, but expect yourself expect yourself to fail sometimes expect yourself yeah. to do stupid things, be ready to say i'm sorry, be ready to say. You know, I effed up, you know, yeah, like yeah. Be, be, and be comfortable with that. Be comfortable with like, I'm imperfect. Right. And and I, and so, and, and I know you are. So yeah. I'm not going to expect, I'm not going to, and, and partners talk about relationships. Yeah. A lot of times they, as soon as the first per, as soon as one or the other, you know, doesn't do what I perceive as being, there, there's no longer the perfect mate. Oh, you know, you, you're not perfect. And yeah. oh my gosh, like I can't live with you, but expect it expect imperfection don't you know we don't need to strive above it but expect it expect it of yourself and expect it from others and
0: yeah well kind of it does go back to the relationship question before and also just we are talking about just you know teaching the youngsters and teaching ourselves like if you're talking about marriage you're talking about life you say they're hard and they're hard work like like it, life life it's it's challenging, and we should just tell pe- you know people know that, but we should tell people when they're coming up. You know, yeah. you're gonna have good days, and you have you're gonna have tough days, you're gonna have tough months and tough weeks. Yeah, that's part of that's part of the human experience. You right. know, right. I try to tell people like we're all think of like a character in a movie. Those characters that are interesting have great moments and have tragic moments, and they recover and they evolve and they hang in there. And that we're all characters to our movie
1: and uh, lo- we're all actors playing ourselves is, yeah, it? is exactly. that a Shakespeare line we're all I actors playing ourselves
0: it sounds like something it something like that Yeah. Um, I've got a few more questions if you've got a few more minutes sure um, optimism pessimism and cynicism what do you think about when you hear these words and where do you find your greatest optimism your greatest pessimism or cynicism
1: uh, you know I believe I believe that the uh the human race is overwhelmingly good. I think that uh, I think that we allow a very very small number of people to um, have too much effect on our on our. You know, and I and I'm just going to give you a, a totally off the wall example. Um, the the uh, <laughs> The Greyhound bus station downtown Ithaca. Yeah. Doesn't have public bathrooms anymore. Yeah. You know you can't. I mean, people waiting for a bus can't use a bathroom. Yeah. What the heck? And and, and why do they justify that? They justify that because uh, a few people went in there and, and did drugs, shot up, yeah. or trashed the bathroom, whatever. So now the bathroom's closed for everybody. Right. You know uh, there. How many? How many? Uh, you know, living down in Philly, how many playgrounds? Uh, how many? I would drive by basketball courts. With no rims or no nets or whatever, and it was because you know somebody wrecked something. And how so? How many times do we do we let a very small number of people uh, wreck it for everybody? You I know see. we can't have
0: a like, tragedy of the commons kind of thing. Right?
1: Exactly. You know, some something instead of instead of like changing that. Instead of you know, you go know, back to the Greyhound bus station. Well, do what you got to do to. You know, to to make it better, I don't care. Put a video camera in there, do something, but but don't yeah. but don't just make it bad for everybody. Yeah. And and you know, the whole world is is full of a million examples like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so in general, I'm an optimist. I uh, I feel that you know, the human race is good. Uh, human race of all colors and stripes and everything. There's there's, but for some reason, uh, good, is. Submissive and 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 takes a back back seat and lets lets evil and bad dominate. It's almost like evil by its nature is aggressive and and, mm. and grabbing and and goodness by its by its nature by it is is succumbing and, uh, and and allows so 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 a little bit of bad can kind of toxin. Uh, exactly each. exactly okay. and I just that's a nursing that way of thinking about it. We like, have to. Uh, but, but people who you know, and there's people everywhere with you know with good intentions, the Rob Youngs of the world right. you know, maybe it's the old hippie in me, whatever, but i I do think we're we're entering like an age of aquarius or something i don't know whether it's spiritual or galactical or whatever but i think i think people are becoming more friendly to each other and becoming more or softer to each other right again just a No, i got to play more sports <laughs> <laughs> just an off the wall uh, anecdotal thing i like i go back to philly and i remember going to philly uh 20 years ago or 25 years ago and I just even the, the toll booth operators, like, no one smiled at you. They mm. just took your money and gave you your ticket. Or whatever. Now, it's almost like you, I, so many people, so many of them, like, smile at me or say hello. Yeah. That I, now I expect it. Huh. And I see that in every, I see that in, like, store owners or even, not perfect, you know, I don't exchange a smile with everybody walking down the street, but right. more so. It just seems like people are, again, maybe it's the people I'm surrounded by or whatever, but I'm just seeing... I don't know. I'm just feeling that that uh, there is um, uh, we we are entering a new vibration where yeah. people are becoming nicer. Well, it also
0: I think you don't see yourself, but you when you know you're you have a pretty optimistic, positive presence. You know, when I when I run into you around town, it's always, I'm like, you know, you honk your horn if you're driving past or I'll see you walking. I'll just be like, yo, hey, Bob, what's up? Well, you know, so we're, op- we're open to that and I think that might help, um, you know, when you walk into the gas station and buy a coffee, if you're like, hey, how you doing? You know, you have a positive energy. People respond to that as well. So, that's like the base, the most basic form of piecework,
1: or you know, right. just being a nice person right. every day, right? And, and then maybe, maybe without realizing it, maybe that's why I use the example of like I drive up to the toll booth, yeah. and that guy doesn't know who I am or where I'm going, but uh, but he, I, I can see he had a smile on his face, or she had a smile on yeah. her face, ready for me before I even, you know, or, or a nice word, or I, I just, I just kind of feel that, yeah, strange, even strangers are being a little bit nicer to each other. I, and maybe, maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm yeah. just hoping to sense that. And so I, yeah, am. I don't know. Hey man, I I I appreciate it. <laughs> when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter <laughs> uh, aligns with Mars, don't you know this? Song? This is the age of Aquarius. Yeah, then peace will guide the planet and love will steer the stars. You don't know this? This is the dawning of <laughs> the age of Aquarius. <laughs> Age of Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. Aquarius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harmony and understanding. Yeah, it goes on. We should learn to sing that one. That's yeah, fun. That's, that's a great song, tune. Yeah.
0: I didn't recognize the opening lyrics, but I know the chorus. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm always thinking of finding good songs. And it's like, oh, I want to learn how to sing that, you know? Yeah. And it's fun. We'll put that on our list. Write that down. Age of
1: Aquarius. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the end of this week's show. Thank you to Scranton Bob, a.k.a. Bob Nape, for a great conversation. I want to wish you all a great week. Keep living and learning. Bye-bye.